We're back. As you guys may know, I moved. So much shit has happened in terms of not moving on the anticipated dates, me not requesting enough time off, being misdiagnosed, working at the same time, trying to learn what I have to do like in terms of this adjustment with moving, like transferring utilities. So much fucking shit. This probably sounds like a whole bucket of excuses, but I'm really just trying to update you guys in terms of like why I haven't released anything or posted anything. I've missed podcasting so freaking much. It's so different when you're listening to a whole bunch of podcasts, but actually like creating and recording is one of my most favorite things ever. So please bear with me and thank you to everyone who is still here, who's still supporting me. This is obviously not the new Best Candy Ever studio. This is the new kitchen. All of that is still in the works. I mean, I've been trying to unpack for like almost a month now and the office slash studio still isn't where I want it to be. Some boxes still aren't unpacked and it's just been this giant juggling act. It's just been so hard to balance. But anyway, we're back. I'm back. Huge, huge shout out to my girl, Michaela, aka Cherry Smash Fit for being super understanding and patient with me in terms of this episode being released almost a month later. She is going to talk about so many awesome things. One of them being one of the most important things in life, which is health. Please like this video, subscribe, rate and review on Apple Podcasts and enjoy. Love you guys. Because, you know, in quarantine, everyone really was hard on themselves. Either people, you know, they got out of shape or they're like, I'm just less active or I didn't eat so well, or, you know, I've been drinking a lot. So everyone kind of had their, their problem in quarantine. Okay. Either people got really like fit or they were like, well, like I lost, you know, I lost everything. I'd lost myself. I didn't go to the gym because everything was closed. So, um, yeah, <laughs> it, it Can you tell us a little bit about what made you want to become a fitness coach and like your journey through all of that? Yeah. So pretty much, um, I have a really good friend who's an online health coach and she's been doing it forever. And she kind of suggested it to me back in September of 2019. She's like, you should just try it. I think you'd be really good at it because I've always been into health and fitness, but I was like, I don't, I don't know if that's, you know, the right path for me. And then I hired her as a coach um, because, you know, in quarantine, everyone really was hard on themselves. Either people, you know, they got out of shape or they're like, I'm just less active or I didn't eat so well, or, you know, I've been drinking a lot. So everyone kind of had their, their problem in quarantine. Okay. Either people got really like fit or they were like, well, like I lost, you know, I lost everything. I'd lost myself. I didn't go to the gym because everything was closed. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> it, 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 happens. it was it was kind of opposite for me in a way. At first I tried to really, I was like, okay, you know, when they were like, all right, we have a two week lockdown. I was like two weeks without the gym. I can do this. I'm going to do at home workouts. So for a while I did the at home workouts and then like two, three months went by and I was like, I can't do this every day. Like doing crunches in my room just sucks. And even the hikes and stuff were closed. So I kind of like let that go. So what was that? I'm sorry. Oh no. I said, oh wow. I didn't know like the hiking trails were closed. Yeah. For, for us, California was super strict for everything. So it's like, we, it was, sometimes we'd see people like working out in parks and stuff, but it was just, it was just bad. So for a while I was doing that. And then I was like, I can't do this anymore. And, um, I lost a lot of like muscle and my body like completely changed shape. And I was like, not happy with it. No, the game. Yeah, no, not the, not the gains. And I was like, there's nothing I could do. And luckily I like, didn't gain weight over quarantine, but I lot like my body just was a different shape and I like, wasn't fit anymore. And I was like, this kind of sucks. Um, so then I think it was December. So I, um, the gyms like were completely closed here for months and especially in LA. And so they opened for two weeks in July and then closed back down. And so, um, all of a sudden, like one of my, one of my friends was like, Hey, um, there's this gym that's open. And it was like the only gym open. So we joined that gym and I was like getting back on my game. And I was like, I still, I'm not seeing results. I don't know what's going on. So I hired my friend who was a health coach. And I, cause I was like, I, I, I know what I'm doing, but clearly there's something, you know, missing. And so, um, after that, I got really inspired. And I was like, wow, like she changed my life so much by, you know, just doing a few things that I want to be able to do that for other people. And I've always wanted to do something which, you know, that helps other people. But before the quarantine, I was in the music industry. And, um, I mean, 
Yeah, I was doing marketing for a venue in Hollywood, but I'm sure you know, like the the farther you get into the scene, the more you know about the scene. And the EDM is so important to me and music is so important to me that I was like, if I went any farther in the scene, I think I would have just, it would have flipped and I would have just only thought of it as work and I would have lost the love for the scene. So I'm kind of happy that I decided to like switch it up because now I'm a lot happier when I go to shows and I'm not worried about like, oh, this person is my coworker. So I have to like act this way and, you know, I could just be there for the music. So it's, it's nice. But yeah. So after that, I was like, all right, I think I need to, this is the step I need to take. So, um, one of my other coaching friends, he's actually, uh, he moved from doing online health coaching to business coaching. So he does business coaching and he helps other coaches, So I invested in his program and it has helped so much. It's, he has a whole, like, it's just a great program. So I was like, this is definitely the the route for me. Um, so I had Ali Alvarez as a client and she, her results were amazing. We like posted them everywhere. And so I saw the progress photos. Yeah. She's doing amazing. And I saw her in person a few weeks ago and she looks great. But after that, you know, I was like, okay, this is definitely the path that I want to go on and changing people, you know, their lives, even in the smallest way, because the way you feel about yourself is so important and it's not just how you look. It's like, do you know, how do I feel on the inside and the outside? Um, so I just knew that was the right path for me. And so I've been loving it. And, um, like I said, a lot of people were like, Oh, in quarantine, you know, I, I gained weight or I lost a job or me and my boyfriend broke up and a lot of big life changes that affected people's health. Um, so yeah, that was kind of the, I'd started my business over quarantine and it's been, it's been going well. So I'm excited. It, it was Quarantine was tough, but I definitely I'm glad that I I ended up starting my business then. Yeah, that's awesome. So are you still working or are you so are you doing this full time or are you still like working part time like in the music industry or did you completely like let go of that? So I I thought about it for a while too, even like in the middle of quarantine before I even thought about starting my business. And I was like, what do I want to do when this is over? Like when quarantine's over, do I want to continue being in the music industry? And I love it so much. And it was like one of those things. And I have a lot of friends in the music industry that are like way deeper than I was. And they were like, if you want to like preserve your love for the music and, and not hear about all the like shitty things that go on or like the drama or whatever, he's like, I suggest, you know, you pick something else. And that was... And it wasn't like a a tough love kind of thing. I was just like, okay, that makes a lot of sense because dealing with everything behind the scenes, I was like, "Mm, I don't want to... EDM is like the one thing that I've always had a love for. And I was like, I don't want to ruin that for myself. So um, I considered it for a while, but no, yeah, now I'm going full-time with my business, which is great. Um, It's definitely terrifying, but yeah, it's, it's exciting too. And it's just, I never thought that I would like own my own business or anything. Um, And it's definitely an accountability thing. It definitely like like puts my ass in gear and I'm like, okay, I'm the only person that can be like, you need to stop doing this and you need to start working or creating content or, you know, things like that. So yeah, it's full time now, but I'm, I'm excited. You did marketing, right? Did you go to school for that? Um, so I originally went to school when I was, yeah, when I went to to college originally, I went for criminal justice and I did it for like six months and I was like, not for me. Um, and then I switched over to marketing, but then I, I dropped out. I'm originally from Connecticut. I dropped out and moved to California by myself when I was 19. And I was like, I'm going to go live the California dream. And so I, I was kind of lost here for a while and I didn't know what I was going to do. And then I went back to school for marketing actually, um, right before the pandemic started. And then I did school. I did online school throughout the pandemic. And then I realized that this is what I wanted to do. And then I, I dropped out again. So I did go to school for marketing for a little bit, but then I, I, I only got my like associates in it because I realized that's not, you know, what I wanted to do. Yeah. I feel like that's definitely, uh, almost like a leap of faith, like going from something that you've invested so much time in, like for example, school, and then completely switching it up and going to like your own business. Like uh, that's why I, I really look up to people that like entrepreneurs or people that start their own business or anything like that, because it's such a, um, like a sacrifice and you don't really know what's going to happen. It's like a big risk. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely scary. And there's like, there's like weeks, you know, and there's, there's so many factors in it too. Like, did you start your podcast over quarantine? I did. I did. Awesome. Yeah. It'll be a year in September, but it was last July that I was already like scheming and like planning out how I wanted to do everything. 
Yeah. That's awesome. That's, and I'm sure like, cause it's, you know, it's kind of your own business too. You're running things. There's like no boss to be like this. You're gonna have to do a show this day. So it's kind of hard running into something like imposter syndrome when you're like, am I qualified for this? Am I good enough? Like, you know, things like that are always running through your mind. You're like, is anybody going to like this? And it's, you're right. It's tough to, to like be your own boss kind of thing. Um, but there's good weeks and there's bad weeks, you know, like I'll have, I'll be so busy and I won't even have time to like see friends that week and I'll have 10 client calls and this and this. And then the next week I'll have nothing and I'll be like, wow, what did I do wrong? But it's just, it's just a roller coaster. <laughs> no, I feel like that's the grind and you got to respect the hustle. I feel like that's all a part of it for sure is like having like those slow weeks. And I think that's what, what's really scary about it too, is that you don't know what the future is going to look like. Like it's the stability, I think is what, what freaks a lot of people out. But I think that you're, you're, you're doing great. Like I've been seeing all those client photos that you've been posting. And I was like, Oh my God, like she's, she's doing it. Like she's doing the fucking thing. So it's amazing. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit more about how your, how this works? Because obviously you can't be with somebody at the gym who, if they're like living in, for example, Vegas, like me live so far from each other. Um, How does your program work? So I actually do have a lot of clients from Vegas, which is funny. Most of my clients are either like SoCal or Vegas based, which it's nice to be like in the same time zone. Cause I have a few clients on the East coast. Um, so it doesn't really matter, but yeah. So basically, um, how online health coaching works is we take a few factors. Um, for example, so we do nutrition and personal training pretty much. So as far as nutrition goes, um, we track macros, which are things like carbs, fat, and protein. And so I do custom macros based on your needs. So just say, you know, you're like, I want to gain muscle and lose a little bit of fat, but I want to get toned. And, you know, that's your goal. So I'll say, okay, well, you know, we'll say, where are you starting right now? Like how many calories are you eating? What's going on? And so I'll just, for example, I'm like, all right, we're going to start you off at 190 grams of carbs, um, hundred grams of protein and 50 grams of fat. So we use something called my fitness pal to track everything. So I used to be addicted to that damn thing for years, for years. It's, it's so helpful, but it's also like, you don't want to have to track forever. So pretty much that's what my program is. It's not like a diet. It's not like, you know, okay. You're like, like things like keto, you lose the weight and then you can gain it back really quickly. The second you go off keto, or, you know, if you're like, I'm going to go raw vegan for two weeks and then you're like, okay, I'm going to stop. So basically I work on body recomposition, which is getting the body to, um, it's, it's getting your metabolism to work as fast as humanly possible while still, while, while burning as many calories as humanly possible. So it's, you're trying to make sure that you can eat as a sustainable amount and burn the calories, you know, cause a lot of girls, like we feel like, Oh, we should be eating 12 to 1300 calories a day, which is so wrong. It's so wrong. And all this stuff that they told us when we were younger, it frustrates me because now it's ingrained in so many of our brains. And when I tell girls like, how many calories are you eating? And they're like 1200. And I'm like, all right, well, over the next few months, we're going to work from 1200 to 2000. And they're like, Whoa. And I'm like, I promise you will look even better and you're going to feel better. And, you know, it's not even just about, it's about, you know, how you feel. And it's also things like, um, getting rid of bloating and getting your metabolism faster and getting, you know, better digestion. Cause a lot of people have digestion is- issues and that comes from not having the proper nutrition. So we take like customized macros and we track all of our food and then we do customized workouts as well, um, on this app called trainer eyes. And basically Um, so I do a four day workout split. So I do like a leg day, a booty and hamstrings day, a push and a pull, um, pull being back and biceps and push being, um, shoulders and triceps. And so there's three, there's three rest days in a week because you definitely need at least two rest days a week to, you know, fully rebuild muscle and kind of give your body a rest. Um, and so I, we track workouts through there. So I'll do a custom workout program based on the person's needs. So just say, you know, on a leg day, I'll have you do four sets of 10 squats in the app. I could see all what you do when, you know, like when you write it down. So just say like, okay, I did four sets of 10 squats at 50 pounds. Um, so we could see that and then just say, um, you know, next week you go and you look at it and you're like, Oh, I did 50 pounds last week. Let me try for 60 this week. Um, so we do a, a combination of a custom nutrition plan and a custom workout plan. And then we combine those two and we do weekly check-ins. So our weekly check-ins, um, we do progress photos and weigh-ins and I kind of ask, you know, 10 to 12 questions like how, you know, how much water were you drinking a day? Did you hit your macros? How much sleep are you getting? Were you stressed? Everything that could possibly, you know, be affected by like what you're doing with your body. 
Um, and then we take that and I'm like, okay, you hit your macros all this week. Your, you know, your back is looking leaner. You're looking less bloated. Let's add 10 ounces of water a day and, you know, five grams of carbs per day, or, all right, you want to enter a fat loss phase. Let's, you know, get you eating as much as possible and then cutting it down and adding some cardio. So things like that. So it's all based on the person's needs. Um, I do personal training as well, but it's not, you know, I have a lot more online clients. I have a few in-person clients that I do personal training, um, but they also do like the nutrition and stuff as well. Okay. In terms of measuring progress and results, do you, do, do you even have your clients weigh themselves or measure themselves? So, um, not, not, I don't have them measure themselves, but I do have them weigh themselves weekly just because it, the scale doesn't matter at all because a pound of muscle and a pound of fat looks so different. Like you're like, Oh, I'm the same weight as last week, but you know, you lost two pounds of fat and you gained two pounds of muscle. And that makes the biggest difference. So, um, we do weigh-ins just to make sure that everything is running okay in, you know, on your, on your inside. So, you know, just say you either like gain 10 pounds, you lost 10 pounds. That's something that we need to look at and be like, all right, what happened? Is there something going on inside? Do we need to go to like the doctor? Because that's, you know, that's a dramatic weight change. Um, you know, and things like periods affect it too. If you're bloated, if you're, you know, things like that. So we do, we do weigh-ins, but it doesn't really matter as much as like the progress photos, um, the progress photos are the first thing I look at during the check-ins. We do like one from the front, one from the side and one from the back. Um, and it's so easy to see, you know, all the muscle definition and within the first week or two, usually people's, um, they, their bloating goes down a bunch and their back and shoulders start leaning out. Cause as women, we tend to lose weight in our upper body first and then our stomach and then our legs. So that's why a lot of women like have, you know, slim thick, because that's, we, we tend to lose weight last in our legs. Um, so yeah, we definitely focus more on the progress photos, but yeah, weigh-ins are just something to make sure that we're like doing okay on the inside. Okay. In terms of, let's say you have a client that is new to working out, hasn't really done any, uh, workouts themselves at the gym, never really picked up any weights. Uh, how do you go about, helping them if they don't know proper form or if they don't know what weights to use or how long they should be working out or if they should even be doing cardio. So I have, I'm pretty much available for my clients like 24 seven. I tell them like I go to bed around nine 30, 10 o'clock and then I wake up by eight. So I'm pretty much available majority of the day. Um, so if someone's having a problem with form, so on the trainerize app that we use, um, there are every workout that I upload for for my clients, there's a video tutorial and there's also a written out tutorial. So it'll say, you know, keep your feet at a 45 degree angle, have your hands, you know, two inches apart on the bar, things like that. But if they're still like, I feel awkward when I'm doing this, what am I doing wrong? I'll have them either take a video or FaceTime me, um, during their workout session. And I'll either be like, okay, you're doing great. You know, it might just feel weird or you're doing great. Or I'll send a video back and be like, you know, just move your hands a little bit farther apart, you know, uh, put your legs a little bit closer, whatever adjustments need to be made. Um, so that's how I do workouts like that. Or, you know, if a client is like, Hey, I am nervous at the gym. Sometimes I'll just give them a little bit of a pep talk, especially if it's a new gym and you don't know where anything is, it can be intimidating. Um, cause I do have a lot of clients who either have never worked out or haven't worked out in years. And as far as nutrition goes, if someone's like, Hey, I have, you know, 30 grams of protein to eat left for the day and 40 grams of carbs. What do I eat? I'll say, all right, maybe, you know, cook, um, two ounces of rice and three ounces of chicken with, you know, um, like four ounces of broccoli and then have a bag of popcorn for dessert, something like that. So kind of just suggestions with food as well. Um, I do that like for weekly check-ins too. If one of, you know, one of the questions is like, how are you doing with nutrition? If they're falling behind a little or they're unsure of what to eat, I'll, I'll do some recipe suggestions or give them some product suggestions. Um, because for someone who has like never tracked macros, it's hard to be like, how do I get 90 grams of protein? You know, what am I doing? So. Yeah. How, for those clients, like, how do you even explain like macros and all that? Is that part of the, the course too? Or do you kind of give them homework and are like, Hey, do your research on this and touch base with me. So I definitely, I'm very open to questions. Like anytime a client has a question, I am there to answer it. Um, I actually just made a post on macros yesterday because macros are something that I know very well, but I like tend to not be like, Oh, everybody doesn't know this. You know how sometimes when you know something like you're like, I know this and you just assume that everyone else knows it too. And you're like, yeah, actually, can can you tell us what macros are? Cause now I think about it. Some people listening probably like, what's a macro? 
Yeah. So macros stand for macronutrients, which is basically like a type of food or what's in your food. So for example, the macros on um, four ounces of chicken are like one gram of fat, uh, two grams of carbs and like 30 grams of protein. So just say I assign you um, 200 grams of carbs, 100 grams of protein and 50 grams of fat. Everything like in my fitness pal will calculate it for you. So um, just say you have like a banana, you can type in banana on my fitness pal and it'll say 30 grams of carbs, you know, no protein, no fat. And it'll go into kind of like your daily bank of macros. So just say you're like, okay, I'm at 30 for the day. And then you have a protein bar and you're like, okay, that has five grams of fat, 15 grams of protein and 17 grams of carbs. So that all kind of loads in there. So macros are basically what you need to, um, what you need to track to kind of get where you need to go. So if your, your, you know, goal is muscle gain and fat loss, you're going to want to, and a lot of people don't, you know, they're not sure where to start with macros. So that's where I come in where I'm like, all right, this is your type of body. This is what your goal is. These are what you need to be eating. So when it comes to macros, it's just basically calculating your carb, fat, and protein levels and having a balance between them, um, to really get your body to where you want it to be because 80%, 80 to 90% of working out and getting fit and everything is like the kitchen. Um, 10 to 20% is everything in the gym. You could be working so hard. I actually have a post for that like later today, but you could be the hardest working person in the gym. And if you're not, you know, and it's not just about not eating healthy. Like I have a few clients that are like, I'm eating healthy. I don't know why. And I'm like, it's because you're not hitting your macros because you could eat salad all day, but that, you know, that doesn't mean, and carbs aren't bad for you either. Like you, we we're adults. We need carbs. We, the carbs are fuel. And especially if you're working out like that, um, it's important to get enough. So like I said, a lot of girls, especially like I, you know, had oatmeal for breakfast and salad for lunch and this for dinner. It's like, you may be eating healthy, but you're not getting what you need to fully get the results that you want. Yeah, absolutely. And I think for a lot of people too, like to, to break it down further, uh, macros are generally like your three categories, right? So it's like your protein, your carbohydrate, and then your fat. So for clients that, for example, want to bulk or they want to tone, um, how do you, how do you uh, customize their programs? Because they're two totally different like things and two, two different body types, two different goals. How do you, um, how do you make it fit their wants and needs? So basically, um, pretty much all of my clients start out with body recomposition. So I'm not going to get a client and just enter them into a fat loss phase because that would be counterproductive. Um, so basically body recomposition is when we're trying to train our metabolism to be as fast as possible, eating as much as possible. So, um, it definitely depends where a client starts to, cause I've had a client be like, Oh, I, I eat 2000 calories right now. And I've had another client be like, Oh, I eat 1100. So I take kind of what they're eating and start them around that area, but just adjust their macros. So, you know, you could be eating a thousand calories, but you also could be eating like way too many carbs or way too much fat, or you could be eating 2000 calories and not getting enough protein. So things like that. So basically we just want to level everything out. So just say, um, you know, I have a client who is starting off. She already eats 1200 calories. I would probably do something like, okay, let's start you off at 1300 calories with, um, 85 grams of protein, 180 grams of carbs and, you know, 50 grams of fat. So after a few weeks of hitting those goals, um, I'll say, okay, as long as you hit them almost every day, you know, we're, we're within five to 10 grams of each macro. Um, then I'll be like, all right, the next step is we're going to add 10 grams of carbs a day and, you know, 10, 10 more ounces of water than you're already drinking. So things like that are all in the factors in our check-ins. And then, um, you know, once someone's like ready for a fat loss phase, or if they're like, you know, it's been three to four months in the program, like, thank you. Cause we don't want to track food forever. That's very like yep. annoying. It's, you know, so, and you also don't want to like have to be on the same workout regimen forever. So I do change up the workouts, um, you know, every like four to six weeks, um, based on like their experience. So it kind of started at a beginner level and go to intermediate or wherever they're starting. Um, so that's the whole thing is that a lot of people don't know when to change up the macros. If they, you know, once they're there, they're like, all right, what's, what do I do next? So once someone is hitting all those macros, we'll start adding more and more until we get to a comfortable place and their metabolism is working as well as it should on like 2000 calories. Then after that, we'll, we'll be at 2000 calories for a while. And then we'll jump into a fat loss phase. If that's their goal. Um, I have a lot of clients who are like, I am too skinny. I want to build muscle. I want to be toned. I don't have a shape. And so we work, you know, customized for that. Or I have clients who are like, I want to 
get fit, lose a little bit, bit of belly fat, you know, get an ass, like things like that. So I work d- depending on their goal and kind of like where they start. Okay. So just to clarify, like for somebody that is trying to lose weight, quote unquote, you would still have them eat a lot during that recomposition phase. Is that correct? Yeah. So when I first hired my coach, I was like, I want to like get back into my like fitness body. And I also want to like lose a little bit of weight. I started eating at 1300 calories and now I'm eating 2100. And I'm, I like, I weigh less. I look way better. My whole body shape has changed. And I didn't believe it until I saw it. And I was like, wow. And I look at my, you know, my progress photos from six months ago. And I'm like, that's not even the same person. So, you know, it's all, it's all a science and you kind of have to trust the process. That's like my slogan with, I guess my brand is, is to trust the process because the way that your body works scientifically, and there's very rare cases to where you would do anything else in this case. Like a lot of people are like, Oh, well, I want to lose fat. Like, you know, how, why am I doing the same as someone who wants to lose weight or, or that wants to gain muscle? So when you're, cause a lot of the times if someone's, you know, eating 2000 calories and like, I want to lose weight, I'll say, okay, let's start you at 2000 calories, but we're going to change around the carbs, fat and protein. So you're probably not getting enough protein and you're probably getting too much fat. And, you know, we're going to keep the carbs at a certain level. So entering that body recomp phase, not only, you know, helps you to lose weight and gain muscle, but it also, um, gets rid of bloating, which is a big problem, which is why a lot of people, you know, they're like, Oh, I have this water weight. Um, and it helps your digestion as well, which helps you to lose weight and, you know, just be healthier overall. Yeah. Thank you for explaining that. Um, I, I really like that you clarified that because I've gone through so many different diets and have had a coach and even a doctor, um, because technically like on the damn BMI chart, like I'm overweight, which I think that BMI chart should be totally disregarded. It's so outdated, but the first thing that they always say is cut down your calories, cut down your calories. Um, you know, you need a calorie deficit. And I think that's one of the things that a lot of people don't take into consideration. Like you said, are the macros and that it does make a difference in terms of what you eat. If you eat a slice of bread versus a potato. So I think that those things matter, but it's just nice to hear that it's like, you don't have to eat less to lose weight. I mean, yes, calorie deficits, of course, I think they do make a difference because it, I mean, it is math, but I think it matters the nutrients that you put in because your body's not going to metabolize everything the same. Yeah, exactly. And that's, and that's good that you also like are aware of that. Cause yeah, that BMI chart needs to go like the, and, and also the scale just doesn't matter. Like I am, you know, you could look at yourself at the same weight, but you could look so different or, you know, even from person to person, you could be same weight, same height, and you can look completely different. So when it comes to stuff like that, like it, it doesn't make much sense. And I see things on like my for you page on TikTok from nutritionists and they're like, Oh, you're trying to lose weight. You have to be in a caloric deficit. So pretty much for people who don't know exactly what that is, um, your body burns 1200 calories a day, approximately just sitting there. Like if you were to wake up and stay in bed all day and not move, just you breathing burns about 1200 calories. So that's why when we're younger, they're like, oh, girls should eat 1200 calories because that automatically puts us in a deficit from like the moment we wake up. But, you know, obviously when you're moving throughout the day, like, I don't know if you have an Apple watch, but even just me like walking around breathing, like that's an extra six, 700 calories a day without a workout. So being in a caloric deficit is obviously going to, you're going to lose weight, but is it going to be in the right way? And, you know, are you going to lose weight in the wrong places? And, you know, you can't target fat loss, but when you're, training like that, you shouldn't be, you know, nobody, no, no adult should be eating anywhere close to 1200 calories. Um, and being in that kind of deficit, you know, and it also affects your moods. Mood is a huge, huge thing too. I remember when I was like in high school eating less than 1200 calories and I was miserable and you know, your, your mood is affected greatly. And, um, yeah, with, with all that, that whole BMI chart, it's, it's gotta go. But yeah, as far as deficits goes, you know, you just have, and like you said, you can be eating the wrong things too. Like, you can eat McDonald's and be in 1200 calories, you know, it's just, but it's like what you're putting into your body. So it's like one burger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you're like, okay, I ate this today, but you're like, am I going to lose weight and look better? No, just because maybe the scale's a little bit lower because you didn't eat that much. You still ate shittier. And on the inside, now your, your stomach is messed up and you're bloated and you're like, all right, I don't feel great. Right. Do you have any clients and I'm asking because I used to do this. I'm very guilty that use my fitness pal and they overindulge, they overeat because, you know, we're human. 
And basically, do you have those clients that will do that and then go to the gym and do cardio for an hour? So that way they're back on track and they're not in the red. They're not negative. So I have, I actually had a client recently. She was like, I kind of fell off the wagon and I wasn't tracking last week and I only did two out of four workouts. And we all have those weeks, like things happen. Retrograde was just happening. We're all like (laughs) not in the mood and it happens often, but I honestly get majority of my clients. I would say like 99% of the time aren't eating enough. They're not reaching their macro goals because we're trying to get you to eat as much as possible with still, you know, looking and feeling better. So most of the time, honestly, my clients don't hit their macro goals. I'll be like, okay, eat 200 grams of carbs a day. And they'll be at like 140. And I'm like, you know, you should have ate an extra bowl of pasta or you should have had two bags of popcorn or, you know, eaten stuff like had a smoothie because car, you know, fruit has a lot of carbs. So I actually have in me myself too. I've actually in the, like, in like six months, I was with my friend's program when she was coaching me. I think I maybe overate like twice, three times in six months because oh my gosh. The, whole, the whole idea with body recomposition is to eat as much as possible while, and that's the whole science behind, you know, why we do the macro split that we have. So I would say most of my clients, I have to like pressure them to eat more. And, um, that's the thing too, is like, I don't know how to eat more. And it's all about like planning it out to, you know, sometimes I'll plan out my, all of my meals for the next day, the day in advance, I'll say, I'll add everything into my fitness pal like either the day before or in the morning. So I can see, okay, this was my breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And what do I have left to hit? So if I like have 30 grams of, of carbs to eat left and like 10 grams of protein, I'm like, all right, let me have a protein bar or, you know, things like that. So most of the time I don't have clients that overeat and just say like a client, like I had a client who had a wedding. Um, I told him that, you know, use that as like an untracked day. So once we start hitting those macros and really like, you know, hitting them pretty closely for about a week or so, I'll add in like an untracked meal. So I'll say, okay, you know, use this as like a, if you're going out to dinner with friends or whatever, don't even worry about it. Just, I want you to hit these macros before you go out. And after that, like that meal is yours. And then find like, does that equate to cheat day? Is that what that means? Kind of. Yeah, pretty much. And it's, it's funny though, because a lot of clients, like I had the same person I'm talking about, he was like, I have no, like on my untracked feelings, like I had no intention of like eating shitty. And I was like, I I'm the same way now that I, now that my body's so used to eating one way on my untracked meal, it's more of, I, I pick more of something that would be difficult to track versus like unhealthy. So if it's something with like a lot of, like a lot of moving parts and sauces and this rice and whatever, that's what I use as my untracked meal. Not necessarily something that's like super unhealthy. Um, or if they have an event, uh, or like something, you know, like a wedding, I'll be like, okay, use that as an untracked day. Just make sure that you're hitting your macros the rest of the days and just make sure you're drinking like a hundred ounces of water that day. Um, so yeah, that's why I also like to ask in the check-ins, like, do you have any events coming up? A lot of my clients are going to day trips. I was like, don't worry about tracking that day. You know, if you're drinking, just stay hydrated. And I want you to get like 50 grams of protein before you leave. Um, and that's the thing, like every weekend, I like to make a post on Friday or Saturday being like, make sure you're getting like 70 to 80 grams of protein before you leave the house for, you know, whatever event and drink about hundred ounces of water a day, like that day, because, you know, it's a pain to track every, everything you eat every day. So definitely using one day or like one meal as like a cheat or like an untracked, um, definitely helps people to stay on track because for the most part, like, like I said, my clients are, you know, they'll under eat and I'll be like, all right, you have to eat more pasta. And like, how is this real? I'm like, it's science. Don't ask me. Yeah, I I definitely had that challenge when I I tried doing the macros long time ago, and it was it was very very difficult for me, especially to hit the the protein. And I would do like the protein shakes, and it it was just a hot mess. I always thought, or I kind of feel that eating healthy and clean. I think that's the word clean. It gets a little bit more costly to eat clean compared to eating processed foods because you know fresh vegetables meat, things like that tend to cost a lot more compared to like a frozen lean cuisine, for example. How do you approach those clients that have, I guess, that they don't have as much money to spend on like fresh clean ingredients or they can't always cook for themselves because of um, like income or whatever? How do you, how do you um, like cater it to them so that way they can still do your program? So pretty much I do kind of a, kind of like a math breakdown. So, um, 
there's a lot of clients that also, you know, it's time and money. Like it's a lot of clients don't have the time or don't have the money. And so like, let's say we're talking about like a lean cuisine meal. It's like chicken and rice. Okay. Let's say it's like $5. If, and that's like one, let's say that's like, they gave you two ounces of chicken in there and like 0.2 ounces of rice that costs you about $5. If you go to the store and you buy four whole chicken breasts, which is like something like 30 ounces, it's $8. And then there's this protein rice that I really like. Um, it's by this brand called Bonza, but it's $4 for the whole thing. And it's four servings. And so altogether, the chicken and the rice is $12 and you get like six servings out of that. So six, you know, that's like $2 per serving versus the $5 that you'd spend on lean cuisine. And then if you wanted to add like broccoli or zucchini or whatever, it's like an extra dollar. So things like that, it's really about price breakdown. Um, so as, and I, and I usually like to take Sundays and I know a lot of people have different schedules. So whatever my last day of like rest is before the week starts up again, um, I kind of, that's the day I'll meal prep. So I'll cook like all my meat that day. Um, so I'll cook like chicken and salmon and then I'll cook like either rice or pasta. So I have it for the week because of that way it saves me money right then and there. And then it saves me time for the rest of the week. So that's kind of my suggestion to, um, you know, eating a little bit healthier because if you really look at like the cost of fruits and vegetables, fruits can get a little bit expensive sometimes, but like one zucchini is like 50 cents or, you know, a, the like big thing of tomatoes is like, $3. So it definitely comes to like price breakdown. Um, and then, you know, when I kind of make that point and they're like, Oh, well, I don't have the time. I'm like, just mm -hmm. find, you know, to, an hour or two somewhere throughout the week and meal prep. Cause that's the best thing that you could do. And, and things like meat and rice and stuff like that, it, it stays good for a few days, you know? Right. That's true. I feel like that was definitely the, the most difficult part was it was either before it used to be money and then it became time. And when I was living with my family still, that was the hardest. That was the absolute hardest because, you know, my mom would cook and she'd be like, why aren't you eating or my dad? And I feel like that was always uh, a really big challenge. And with, with that type of obstacle, like what do you tell your clients that are just like, I'm just so busy. Like I work all the time or I have kids or, uh, I just don't have time. Like, do you just, do you just tell them, Hey, you're not, it's not going to work if you don't put in the effort or how do you, how do you like, uh, deal with those types of clients? So I actually do have a few clients that have kids and I pretty much tell them like on a client call. Cause yes, I obviously want clients and I want them to be happy with the progress, but I tell them straight up if, you know, this is going to take some time. And if you don't have the time, if you don't think that you, I, I pretty much say if you can dedicate, you know, four, four days a week and one hour a day in the gym. Cause I don't, I do about six to eight workouts per like gym session. So it, you know, it should take about an hour each time. And if you can't dedicate an hour for four days a week, so it's four hours a week, plus maybe an extra two hours for the whole week of cooking, then maybe the program isn't for you, you know, and it depends on how badly they want those goals. And I have had a few clients that kind of start the program and they're like, I didn't realize it was going to be this much, you know, this much work. And I just try to help them out with time management. I'm like, all right, give me your schedule. Let me see where you're working, what you're doing. And I try to help them like, okay, you can go to the gym at this time. And maybe, you know, you're off on Sundays, you know, take oh, Sunday wow. to relax. So um, yeah, it's well, yeah, I want, you know, and I want to make people happy and I want them to, to have the change that they want, because this is, like I said, it's not going to be forever. You're not going to, I'm not going to, you know, I don't want you to track forever. This is not the kind of program where I'm going to try to like entice you to get more months if I don't think you need it. Um, but once they have the education that they need and then can kind of do eating intuitively, intuitively for the rest of their lives, or maybe, you know, they need help a year from now or something like that. But yeah, I definitely make it clear that you need about four hours a week to work out. And, um, you know, and it takes a little bit of time to like track your meals. If you're like, okay, I got to type in chicken and rice and, you know, you can like scan the barcode too, which is nice, but it's just a little bit of extra time out of your day. Um, but I definitely make it a clear point that like, if you think that you don't have time to cook because it's easy to go to the gym for an hour a day and be like, this is my allocated gym time. But you're like, I, I don't have time to cook. Pre like, you know, pre-cooking everything is the best thing. And then, um, other than that, yeah, I just definitely make it clear that it's not, it's going to take a little bit of time, but you know, it, I have clients who have kids, they go to school and they work. So it, it is possible, you know? Yeah. I think that if you're really determined enough, um, anything is possible, but it definitely helps to have a coach like you around. Um, and I'm sure that you get clients that are just like freaking out or they can't do it or don't believe in themselves. Like, do you, 
do you take that into account with the course? Like if they're freaking out or if they, because I, I'm only asking because I know I was like this where I would just uh, like kind of sulk and complain to my best friend that I wasn't getting, I, I, I wasn't going to be ready for EDC on time that I ordered the bottoms to smaller than my current size and I shouldn't have done it. And uh, basically like all these insecurities, like do you have clients that will just, like vent to you like do you allow that or do you like tell them to to journal or do anything therapeutic because I feel like a lot of it is so mental and um I feel like that can affect the progress too yeah the mental part of it is also a really big thing because when you're not you're not like feeling good about yourself everything else kind of follows it's kind of a domino effect so I do have a few clients that, you know, definitely kind of went, got down on themselves and they were like, I'm not seeing progress or I want to see progress faster. Or, you know, I'd skip the gym every day this week, or I didn't track at all this week. And when it comes to something like that, I definitely send, you know, a very encouraging message. And then I also offer like a call, like if you want to hop on FaceTime or if you want to, you know, hop on a call, I would love to talk to you. Um, and I kind of just remind them that at the end of the day, you know, they made this choice and, for a reason. Like they didn't just make this choice to give up on it. Um, and you know, then like you said before, there is a lot of factors that kind of give people that doubt, like, do I have enough time for this? Is this what I wanted to do? Am I good enough for this? And, you know, I had a client the other day text me. She's like, I'm at the gym, but I'm so nervous. And I don't know where anything is. And I was like, honestly, your first week, your second week is your hardest because you're like, trying to figure out when to eat the right things and like how to balance them out. And then you're at the gym and you're like, okay, I need this machine, but this person's on it. So now I have to go here, but I'm not sure where I'm going. So, you know, if someone's feeling down on themselves and other things have factors to that too, you know, um, family stuff happens and, and personal stuff and job stuff. And so when that happens, you know, and it's okay to take a break sometimes, but you definitely shouldn't use it as an excuse for too long. Like if you're like, Hey, this happened, you know, I'm going to take a week off or I need this day, you know, that's always, that's always an option, but I'm definitely not. I definitely want to make sure that it's like a valid reason because sometimes it's out of laziness and that's, you know, that's never good. But yeah, after having some clients kind of feel bad about themselves or be like, I kind of fell off the wagon this week. I like to schedule a call and just kind of talk about exactly what happened with them and see what we can do differently. That's awesome. I really like that. I feel like that will make you different compared to like other courses or online trainings, because I feel like that's the, the thing that people really look forward to because I did take um, a course with uh, Emma, Emma Capotis. And what I really liked was that she did these Zoom calls to kind of like check in and did one-on-ones. And I feel like that's what really made, that, that's what made me feel like, oh, this was right. Or, oh, this is what I'm doing wrong. And you can really assess goals that way. Yeah. I do like to hop on Zoom calls too, because even though I have the check-ins weekly and most of my clients do, um, we do one weekly check-in and most of them are on Mondays or whatever day that, you know, they decide it's like sometimes even though they answer the questions, like, were you stressed about anything? You know, did you get enough sleep? I like to have a back and forth conversation because, and I also send voice messages back. Like when I, when I give them their check-in back and kind of discuss what we need to change this week or what we're doing this week, it's more personal than texting. So I always send a voice message and I like to offer also like a zoom call or, you know, just a phone call. Cause it's nice to have a back and forth conversation. Cause with texting, you never know what someone's doing. You're like, do you have the time for this right now? So it's nice to really hear somebody out and kind of hear their tone of voice and be like, all right, what exactly are you struggling with? Yeah, 100%. Um, so for people that are interested in taking your course, can you can you tell us about how much like approximately would cost or like the length of time it would be for those that are interested? Yeah, so typically um as far as time goes, you know, I do um, I have a few packages so I do a month to month package, just say someone wants to start it out for four weeks. They're not sure, you know, if they're going to have time for this or if they're going to like the program. So I offer um, a month to month. And then I also offer a three or more month package. So, you know, just say you're like, which saves a little bit of money. So right now um, it's 200 per month for month to month. And then if you wanted to do like three months at a time, it's 400. So, um, so that's a little bit of a discount. So it's almost like you're getting a free month if you do three or more. Um, so yeah, as far as that goes, you know, that's, and I can do payment plans, things like that. So. Yeah. Oh, nice. Very cool. Holy shit. Um, since you're obviously like, like a, like a health icon now, I would say, or yeah. a health, uh, I don't want to say influencer. 
or health coach. Let's do it that way. Health coach, fitness coach, whatever. Where, where do you see your business going or yourself? Like, are you planning on doing any, um, like shows like those, those competitions, like those uh, fitness competitions, or are you, or are you just planning on like expanding? What, what's, what's the goal? So the goal here is to only go up from here. I, I have a lot of friends that do those competitions and I love like watching them compete. I don't think I could ever compete, not to say that I would never, but I don't see myself doing that anytime soon, but I have so many friends that are also health coaches and they were kind of my inspiration. And I was actually just texting one of my friends earlier today and she's got like a lot of my friends kind of made a business out of the business. So once you kind of move on from health coaching, um, after a few years, a lot of my friends become business coaches. So now they don't even do health coaching. They coach health coaches. And from there, a lot of them have like, you know, then they start doing activewear brands or have their own gym or, you know, it's, it can get, it can get crazy. And the fitness industry is only ever growing and people invested a lot of money during quarantine. And that's when I realized like, no matter what happens in this world, people will spend their last dollars to look good. Whether that means getting your eyelashes done or going to the gym. Um, there was a private gym here that was a hundred dollars before quarantine. And then they were the only gym open and they decided to charge like three fifty. So, but people were paying it. So it's like, you know, that kind of made me realize people will always be, and they will always want something from the health and fitness community. Um, and online health coaching is only growing bigger and bigger before, you know, before the internet, there was just personal training. And now there's so many apps and so many different ways of communication and quarantine really showed us that too. So I'm just hoping to, you know, grow my community even bigger and, um, you know, some of my, my, like my good friends who are coaches, they have like client retreats and all that stuff. So it's, you know, it can get bigger and bigger. So that's just kind of, I look up to them definitely. Oh, that is awesome. Well, I think you're going to get there. I think that you're, you're doing a great thing and, um, and it's different too. Like within the rave scene, I think it's really different. We don't have a lot of, I mean, we might, but I feel like you're, you're definitely one of the ones that come to mind when I think rave and fitness. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was, it's definitely a good thing that combines the two of, my favorite things. Um, I actually have a friend who, so I do have male clients as well, but I focus more on, on female clients. Um, and I have this one friend in my like business course, um, and his Instagram is like the fit raver. And so he does like, he does like themed workouts for like ravers. And it's really cool. And all of his, like, instead of like beginner intermediate, it'll be like shuffler headbanger. So he has like a theme, which is super cool, but there's a whole fitness rave community inside of the fitness community and inside of the rave community. So I just went to Arizona and I have a lot of like fitness friends out there. Um, and they're all, you know, they're all ravers. So it's, it's definitely a community within a community because I feel like you kind of have to be, you have to have stamina to go to a rave for three days. Like you have to be somewhat. And, um, I go to a gym here in the Valley and it's basically a rave gym and we have DJs there. Yeah. I just made a, I just put a, did a video on it, but yeah, they, um, they have DJs there all the time. Like every Wednesday they have DJ nights and they're always playing EDM in there and the lights are like very like club like, and it's, yeah, there's definitely a huge community for, for raving and fitness. Hell yeah. That's so awesome. Um, and before we go, cause I know we're kind of like reaching an hour. Um, I do have this awesome segment that, uh, I kind of just started. It's called five seconds of explore. Um, basically this is where guests and I kind of show each other our explore page, but we guess what's on the explore page. Uh, if that's okay with you, you don't have, yeah, to. yeah I like that idea. <laughs> Can I guess first? I want to guess what's on yours. Yes. I just screenshotted it and I'm like, okay. Okay, I want to say, I want to say, uh, people working out, people working out, supplements, uh, maybe some rave fashion, and um, don't don't hate me, but I want to say like uh, maybe fit, like fitwear or fit tees or maybe not, maybe you don't like doing the tees, but fit fit stuff, fit food, fit maybe recipes. Um, and I just want to say rave fashion. Cause when I think of you, I think of fashion, fitness and raving. Okay. Okay. That, that was good. Those are good guesses. I ha- I feel like I have some, some sides of me that like only a few people know, which also might show up on my explore page. So do you want me to show you what I have on there now? Or do you want me to guess yours? Uh, no, show me what's on yours. Okay. So <laughs> you were right. 
for the most part. So I have, I'll send you the screenshot too. Okay. I have Ariana Grande because I'm literally obsessed with her. You are? Um, <laughs> yes. I, that's like one guilty pleasure that not many people know about. You know how like at the end of the year, Spotify does like a, what what your year was in Spotify. What you listen to like the most. Yeah. I was in the 0.05 top listeners for her and she's a pop artist. And I was like, Damn. I, was go- I went through a breakup. Like <laughs> that, that explains. Oh so I have her on my explore page. I have like goth fashion because I'm very much into goth fashion. Um, Cause all I wear pretty, I'm wearing white right now, but I'm, if I'm not wearing rave clothes, I'm wearing like black, like darker clothes. Um, I had a feeling and like I, corpse bride uh, <laughs> thing in the back and like your Baroque mirrors. I was like, okay, I see you. Yes. I'm very like, I have like this like little pillow. I'm very much into like <laughs> all the, all yeah. the goth stuff. Um, and then I do, you're right. I have a lot of like recipes and like random. So I have like this, like recipe for like a Starbucks drink. And then there's, I have like rave fashion on here and it's, yeah, it's mostly like random recipes and there's like fitness. So yeah, you pretty much got it right. There's yeah. It's pretty much just food and fitness and like golf stuff. Yeah. I always feel kind of weird. Cause I'm like, wait, well, I'm just making all these like assumptions about them, but that, it's fun. Cause like the Ariana Grande, I would have never guessed like ever. Yeah. I like rarely post anything that has to do with her, but when I do like, ugh, I love her. She's definitely my favorite pop artist. I don't really listen to much pop music, but she's up there. Yeah. Well, she can sing. Yeah. I feel like regardless of if you like her music or not, she's very talented and you got to give it to her, but yeah, they were saying that she was like the new Mariah because like she can reach like these crazy high notes and has a very similar singing style to Mariah Carey. Yeah, her range is insane. But I do I do like this segment. I've never, this is very original. I like it. I've never heard it like done before. Thank you. Yeah, this is uh, my third one. So this is, I feel like it's just, it's a great way to, for people to like kind of get to know you and see like a different side. I like that. I'm excited to guess yours because I feel like there's something going to be that I'm like on that I don't know. And I'm excited. Oh, by the way, this is like our first time talking, everybody. So oh, yeah, true. We like know each other, but we don't. <laughs> We've maybe run into each other like once at a festival like 100 years ago. But <laughs> did we? No, we didn't. Did, did we? I feel like. Did you ever do a shoot with Rolita? I feel like we met at a Rolita shoot really quick. No, am I wrong? Um. Which one do you remember? Mm, I feel like it was. I, did you did you do a shoot for, with her for Nocturnal twenty eighteen? No, I've never. No, I've never. Mm, been I'm that. like I feel like I've met you in person before, but it it feels like so long ago. Raving. I know, and then we see each other so much on like social media. Like I like I just it feels like I I kind of know you to be honest. Yeah, I know. Like watching your videos and stuff, especially with TikTok being so personal, and like you could see people's facial expressions and not just like in pictures. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely makes it feel like more intimate for sure. Yeah. Okay. So here are my guesses. You're really good at makeup and you're always posting really like amazing looks. So I think that makeup is on there. Um, I think bass music stuff, like events happening in Vegas. I think there's going to be like some, some bass stuff, uh, definitely festival fashion and like glitter and things like that. <laughs> And then okay. <laughs> you're a nurse, right? Are you a nurse? Yeah. I feel I like possible nurse stuff, like maybe nurse memes. I don't know. <laughs> and then, okay. and then, hmm, I don't know. Hmm. I know this is, it's like, hmm, oh, let me, let me. Possible let me astrology stuff. I'm not sure. Astrology stuff. Okay. Yes. That's my guess. <laughs> All right, so here, let me pull it up. Okay, and I'm going to put this up on the screen too. I don't know if you can really see, but it's a whole bunch of travel reels, of course. Oh, okay. And I I have a pug. Oh. My parents, but yeah, so it's a whole bunch of pug memes. And I can't really see it because of the glare, but it's a lot of, a lot of pugs, lots of uh, travel reels. And... It's funny that you say um, nurse memes because every once in a while I get like four or five nurse memes in here because I do follow a whole bunch of uh, nursing pages, but the majority of it is really pugs. And for a while, it used to be mermaids. 
like, you know, real life mermaids with the tails. Like I used yeah. to be obsessed and I still am. And I, it does come on here every once in a while, but um, in terms of the glitter, no, I feel like that should be on here, but glitter is not on here. And then of course, like I'll get like one random rave girl over here. Uh, I feel like because we follow so many ravers that it doesn't ever pop up on my explore page. I have like one because it's like, we already follow everybody. So yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I feel like the algorithm is just so crazy because it does, it can like detect like how long you spend on a post and it'll like show you that or show you that person. And it's, it's just wild to me, like the technology, but um, yeah, you definitely got some of it. Right. For sure. I, I forget that you also like to travel a lot. I like, I like watching your, your stories. Like when you are other places, it's, they're so much fun to watch. Thanks. Girl. Yeah. I've been, I'm just obsessed. And I feel like over the pandemic, that was like the only thing you could really do wherever it was allowed. So like I went to Florida a couple of times, but, um, yeah, I feel like that's something that people don't know, like the pugs and the travel or they might know the travel. I don't know. That's awesome. Where are you planning on going next? Honestly, uh, it's not till November, but um, my boyfriend and a couple of friends and I were all going to Joshua Tree and then we're going to oh, see nice. this in November because they're going to be in L.A. Oh, wow. That's awesome. I, yeah, I heard about that show. The, the shows that got announced for the fall, I'm like already having anxiety over. I'm like, there's a million things to do this fall. A million are, oh, are you going to um, go see like a whole bunch of people besides festivals? I have no idea. They, uh, LA was kind of like neither here or there for shows this summer. And they didn't, I mean, Academy and Exchange, our two biggest EDM clubs just opened back up. But we didn't know when they were going to open until like a month ago. So I think everyone kind of pre-planned shows for the fall. So there's like shows every weekend, every day. And there's so many venues here, but there's also like EDC and then EDC Vegas and everything. So I think it's going to be overwhelming, but it'll be, it'll be a good time. <laughs> yes. Fuck yes. And, um, Michaela, can you share one of the best candies ever that you've received or made? Yes. So I have this candy and I wish I could like, I wish I knew her at name. Um, so someone came up to me and was like, Oh, you're cherry smash. Like, I think this was escape this past like 2019. And I was like, Oh, Hey. And like, you know, when you get recognized, sometimes you're like, who am I? Like, yes. I'm not an artist. You're like, I'm a nobody. But she made this for me and she was like, I would, I was hoping I would run into you. Like didn't message me at all. And she ran into me and she gave me this candy and she like made a perler out of it. And it was the cutest thing ever. And I like almost cried. I was like, thank you so much. And candy is just something that was, I mean, I feel like I hope it comes back even more after quarantine, like sharing, you know, because it's such an amazing thing. And I feel like, there's so many reasons why candy is amazing, but having a little part of each festival, like I have a candy from someone who uh, lives in Hawaii and he made a bunch of Aloha candies and put oh. like little flowers on them. And it's like, now I have a part of somebody else from another part of the world. So I'm hoping that candy makes an even bigger comeback because I do, I do miss it. And I do love it. I think it's back. Honestly, I think that it's, it's back and it's, it's going to mean so much more, especially after being away from each other. Um, but for those that are just listening, can you kind of describe the candy that you got? So, um, this candy was given to me by someone, I think at escape 2019. And she came up to me and she was like, I was hoping that I would run into you. Um, I made this for you. And she'd be like, didn't DM me or anything to like meet up. And I was like, what are the odds that we would like meet up here? But it was just the sweetest thing ever. And I was so appreciative. And a lot of people are always like, why do you have that name? And it's just something random I thought of five years ago. And I like cherry, like everything. Um, so anything cherry, like I, like, I love it. Like I have a tattoo here. Like I love everything. So this meant a lot to me and I keep it like, I keep all my candy in a box, but I keep this one like hanging visually. Cause it just, especially like, over quarantine, it just made me realize like we will be back and things like this will happen. And you know, we'll all be able to be with each other eventually. Hell yeah, absolutely. Basically the, this candy that she has, it's like this really cute perler. It's like of two cherries. Yeah. Like your yeah, iconic it's, cherries. It's so cute. And it's like, I was like, this is, and I wish I could make perlers. I just have never, I like make candy and that's it, but it's so cute. And I'm like, I love it. Yeah. And it's the, it's the littlest things, honestly, if like even candy, that's like not that, that doesn't have like a perler or doesn't even say anything. I feel like that just means so much if someone's just gifting that to you, someone that doesn't know you. 
Yeah. Or if someone like, you know, or, you know, sometimes you go to shows and you make like one very special candy and like, I don't know if you do this too, but sometimes I'll make one like very special one that I am kind of saving for someone that I meet. That's like, you feel like is going to be influential in your life. You're like, you are such an amazing person and you just have to give it to them. And, um, unfortunately I feel like SoCal raves are a little bit, it's a little bit more rare to see people tra- trade candy. What? But I, really big, so? I don't know. I have a really big rave family in, um, Texas and it's huge over there. Like trade, like all my friends over there, they make, we'll have like candy making parties. And maybe I'm just like, maybe my friends here don't do it as much. And maybe that's why I don't realize it. But yeah, out in Texas, there's so many people trading candy and I'm very excited for EDC. Cause I hope that everyone makes so much candy. Oh, absolutely. And I know that there's a couple of um, like candy kid groups that do meetups and stuff um, at EDC. So I think it's going to be a candy explosion, to be honest. I think it's here to stay. I'm excited. I hope so. It's, it's such a like cute thing that, and you know, I know like a few artists, they don't allow candy at their shows like Cascade. Like I love him, but I don't know why he doesn't allow candy at his shows. I think Destructo um, was doing that too. I remember hard summer. I think it was like hard summer 2015. That was like a rule, like no candy was allowed. And I was like, why? I mean, I still was able to get in with my candy, but their reasoning was because it's not a rave. Yeah. And they, they think that anything like this has something, I think they explained it like, oh, it's promoting drug use or something. And I'm like, it's a bracelet. What do you mean? There's four-year-olds wearing these things like out on the street. Like, what? So I know that Cascade is having a show in August and it's like not allowed there, but um, yeah, hopefully that, and I know after Insomniac bought hard, you know, Pasquale was like, you can wear whatever you want. So I'm, I'm definitely, I agree. I think, I think it's back. I've been seeing it a lot more. Um, and so hopefully, hopefully it's back. Yes. Michaela drop, drop where everyone can find you. So my, um, I have a TikTok. It's, I have two of them. I have like an astrology TikTok that I like occasionally post videos and that's cherry smash. And then I have cherry smash fit on TikTok and cherry smash fit on Instagram as well. Sweet. Well, I'll link all of that in the description box, the show notes. So that way people can find you too. Thank you so much. 